0: Locked on Red Sox, your daily Boston Red Sox podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network,
1: your team every day.
0: Alright, what's up Red Sox fans? This is Locked on Red Sox on the Locked on Podcast Network where it is your team every day. As always, I'm your host Gabrielle, founder of Girl at the Game, and I am joined tonight by a very special guest. He's been on the podcast before. He's the reason I grew up a psychotic Red Sox fan. My father, David Starr, is here tonight to play some baseball trivia with me against his will, but also he did ask when he was coming back on the podcast. So I decided that since I'm fortunate enough to actually be in the same room as my dad tonight, we are going to play some baseball trivia. He has an encyclopedic mind, though he is the first to tell you he's not super current on the Red Sox, so I figured we'd go back in time a little bit, play a few trivia games, and... He will tell you some of his favorite baseball memories along the way. Hi, Dad.
1: Hi, Gabrielle. How are you, sweetie?
0: I'm good, Dad. Thanks for asking. Um, so, okay, Dad, the first thing I thought that we would do, because you know I love to quiz you the way that you used to quiz all of my boyfriends in high school, I wanted to know if you could name the Major League Baseball teams that do not have red or blue as a team color. There are seven of them that do not use either red or or blue, you have 60 seconds. It's a sporical quiz. I took it this week. I got 100%. I finished with 15 seconds to spare. And now it's your turn.
1: Only baseball?
0: MLB teams only.
1: Okay. The Giants are definitely one.
0: You are correct.
1: Uh, oh, gee whiz. That's a good one. Not red or blue, huh?
0: Yeah. It's hard t- because uh, of the Tigers?
1: T- no, Tigers are tigers blue. Tigers
0: are blue. That's where they get you because it's that yeah, deep, navy right. blue.
1: Phillies are red. Uh, Pittsburgh, yeah, black and
0: yellow, that, gold, you
1: know, gold, yeah. The Athletics, correct. See was. That's really a good question. Rangers, no.
0: Rangers are blue and
1: red. Yeah, <laughs> 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 uh, the White Sox.
0: Yes. Think about a team in our division. Orioles, yep,
1: black and orange.
0: So you have Orioles, White Sox, A's, Pirates, Giants. and Giants already. You're missing two. One of the newer teams, Astros. No,
1: didn't there weren't the Astros black and orange too?
0: No, they're blue and orange. Oh, okay. A um, newer team than that. We're not talking nineteen sixties expansion. We're talking nineteen ninety three. Uh,
1: Rockies. Yep, they're purple. Okay, you're giving
0: me one lots of hits. <laughs> one more, yeah. and it's a California team. Padres. Yeah, there you Brown go.
1: Brown and orange. Brown and whatever that is. Gold. Okay. All right, so. All right, you gave me lots of help I gave there. <laughs> of I, I I don't think I would have gotten that on my... I mean, I, maybe eventually if i had been... Well,
0: the Sparkle Quiz only gives you 60 seconds, and the only reason I was able to do it in 60 but seconds... But I didn't get it in 60 You seconds. did not, no, no. 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 You got it in like yeah, okay. 260 seconds. Okay. The only reason I got that one correct is because I spent about Correctly. three hours... Up... <laughs> did you just correct me yeah, about the word correct on yeah, my so podcast? Yeah, okay. The only reason that I got that one in under 60 seconds is because I spent about two hours uploading all of the official MLB yes, colors yeah. to my social very media cool. guide for work. Very so cool. otherwise I wouldn't have gotten that one either. Now this one's kind of kooky cause it's pretty basic, but I want to see how you're going to do. And it has sound effects. So this one's from UsefulTrivia.com. This is some very random questions, but also some questions that you might actually not get. So we'll see. The first one's pretty easy. Where do the Red Sox play their home games? okay what was the team's official nickname from 1901 to 1907 a they had no official nickname b Pilgrims? pilgrims c americans d somersets
1: well i'm gonna guess somersets but i actually thought it was pilgrims
0: it's actually none of them um, they had no official nickname for seven seasons. They wore dark blue stockings, had no official nickname, and were simply Boston Bostonians, the Bostons, or the Boston Americans, Okay. because they were two-team city, and they called themselves the Boston Americans they to were. reference the American League. Right. But newspaper writers would call them the Somersets for owner Charles Summers, and also Plymouth Rocks, Bean Eaters. Collinsites for manager Jimmy Collins, and Pilgrims, but those were not their official names. Okay.
1: Good to, good to know. Did not know that.
0: All right. What year did Boston win its first World Series?
1: 1903.
0: Which is also the first World Series in Major League Baseball history. Yes. And bonus point, if you can tell me who they beat in that World Series. Pirates? Correct. Why did Red Sox owner Harry Frazee trade Babe Ruth to the Yankees in December 1919? A, to pay back a mob debt. B to finance a political campaign, C to finance a Broadway play, D to buy his mistress a penthouse. C. Correct. Who was the first player in Major League Baseball history to win the MVP, Silver Slugger, oh this hurts, Silver Slugger, Gold Glove, batting title and World Series in the same season? This is a very recent quiz. Um A, Jim Rice, B, Mookie Betts, C, Mo Vaughn, D, Ted Williams.
1: It's got to be Mookie.
0: It no, is other correct. Guys
1: won a World Series.
0: In 20 that's the that's the uh, indicator <laughs> right there. Yeah. Mookie Betts finished the twenty eighteen season leading MLB with a 346 batting average, a 640 slugging percentage, and 129 runs scored. Highest fielding percentage among Major League right fielders at 996, and the Red Sox finished the year at 108.54 and went on to win the World Series.
1: It's a good thing they didn't re-sign him.
0: Oh yeah, exactly. Question six, after trading Beirut to the New York Yankees, how long did the Red Sox go without winning World Series? This was written by a Yankees fan for sure. All these questions are mean.
1: 86 years from 1980 Correct. to 2004. That
0: question is not worded well. But it's okay. Yes. But, yes. And, of course, it's worth noting the Yankees had not even played in the World Series before getting Babe Ruth, and then in the 84 years after that sale. They appeared in 39 World Series and won 26 of them, which is twice as many as any other team in Major League Baseball.
1: Yeah, let's skip over all that.
0: <laughs> Do you know which team has the second most World Series in franchise history?
1: you talking about championships mm-hmm. or just appearances? No,
0: Championships.
1: The Cardinals?
0: I believe you are correct. I'm pretty sure they've won 11. And, of course, the Red Sox. But the Red
1: Sox are pretty close. Yeah, they've won nine. Yeah.
0: All right. Who invented a maneuver known as the rump slide for catching shallow fly balls? Tris Speaker, Duffy Lewis, Harry Hooper, or Ted Williams?
1: Definitely not Williams. It's a great—they were all great outfielders. That was maybe the greatest outfield ever. Um, I'm just going to guess Speaker, but i the truth is I don't I really don't know.
0: You are incorrect. Would you like to guess again? <laughs> it was Harry Hooper. Okay. Between yeah. 1910 and 1915, Harry Hooper teamed up with Duffy Lewis and Tris Speaker to form the Golden Outfield, one of the best outfield trios in baseball history. All right. Which player stole seventy bases in a single season? Tris Speaker, Jacoby Ellsbury. <laughs> Sorry. Jacoby Ellsbury, Harry Hooper, or Tommy Harper.
1: I'm gonna guess Speaker, but I, I don't know.
0: It's not it's, it's not Tommy him. Harper? No, it's it's Jacoby Ellsbury? Why did I laugh? Wow. In 2009, okay. he finished the season with seventy I stolen bases, the most in the American league. He also led the league in triples with ten. But you know what? I'm still really glad that the Yankees stole him away because that ended up being one of the biggest busts of their entire franchise history. All right, but you know what? That's what we get for laughing. Which Red Sox player holds the MLB record for unassisted double plays by an outfielder? Carl Yastrzemski, Ted Williams, Jim Rice, or Tris Speaker? Tris Speaker. It is correct. Tris Speaker played so shallow in the outfield that he was able to execute six career unassisted double plays at second base, catching low line drives on the run and then beating base runners to the bag. No outfielder has ever had more than two during their career.
1: The reason why you might think that Yaz had a decent number was because since the outfield in left is so shallow generally, because the wall is pretty short.
0: Yeah. Whatever. That's why they let Manny play out there for so long. All right. Which Red Sox player made an infamous error in the 1986 World Series? There's just pain after pain with these questions. That's
1: uh, Buckner.
0: Correct. Poor Buckner. The
1: better question there would have been who made the error before Buckner? Broad definition of an error Bob Stanley's wild pitch.
0: What was Ted Williams' nickname? A, Teddy Ballgame. B, The Splendid Splinter. C, the kid. D, all of these. All of the above. Correct. Whose mad dash resulted in the heavily favored Boston Red Sox losing the 1946?
1: 1946...
0: Slaughter. Okay. That's the Johnny Pesky chapter of The Curse. Question 13 Who was the first Red Sox player to hit 50 home runs in a single season? Manny, Poppy, Jimmy Fox, or Jim Rice? I have a guess. I, I would
1: guess Jimmy Fox, although he was past his prime, so I don't know if he hit 50 for the Red Sox. It was Jimmy
0: Fox. Okay. In 1938, he hit 50 home runs, drove in 175, batted three forty nine, won his third MVP award, and yet narrowly missed winning the Triple Crown, which we're going to come back to when I quiz you on Triple Crown, so you Brilliant. remember that. Which pitcher holds the franchise record for single-season ERA? Clemens, Holtz, Dutch Leonard, or Cy Young?
1: It's not Clemens.
0: I actually think it's Cy Young.
1: Yeah, I'll I'll guess Cy Young. We're both wrong. Dutch Elm.
0: This is not Dutch Elm. It's Dutch Leonard.
1: I'm going with Dutch Elm. In
0: 1914, his second year in the major leagues, Dutch Leonard led the American League with a remarkable .96 ERA the Major League Baseball record for a single-season ERA when not counting Tim Keefe's record of 0. .86 in his first MLB season since it was only in 105 innings pitched. That's pitch. crazy.
1: That's a crazy number. And they didn't
0: even win the World Series that it, year. You
1: know, that's the dead ball era, so in general.
0: Well, yeah, of course. That was better, but, pitching reigns yeah. supreme. That's the same thing with, like, the whole pitching triple crown argument now. It's like, well, wins are a total outdated stat for pitchers, but... Whatever. All right. Who holds the major league baseball record for career doubles? Tris Speaker, David Ortiz, Ted Williams, or Carl Yastrzemski?
1: Wow. Diaz, yeah, just longevity-wise.
0: You are incorrect. Williams? Nope.
1: <laughs> Who are the other two?
0: Poppy or Tris Speaker?
1: Poppy. Okay, I guess the Speaker.
0: Hall of Fame center fielder Tris Speaker retired in 1928 with 792 career doubles, still a league record. The only other players with more than 700 doubles are Pete Rose, Stan Musial, and Ty Cobb. That's impressive. Here's a good one. How many managers did the Red Sox go through in 1907? The the options are three, four, five, or six. I'm not going to get that. So guess.
1: I can't even guess who they were.
0: I know. You weren't going to be born for like ten more years. It's not three. Four.
1: Five. Six.
0: Five. Oh, this is awful. All right. During spring training, player manager Chick Stahl died by suicide. Cy Young reluctantly took over as manager, was replaced six games into the season by George Huff, and he was replaced eight games later by Bob unglob who was replaced twenty nine games later by Deacon McGuire. Okay. Wow. Oh, I actually know this one. Which MVP award winner retired due to a fear of flying? Ted Williams, Jimmy Fox, Tris Speaker, Jackie Jensen. We know it's not Ted Williams. He flew warplanes. Jackie
1: Jensen.
0: You are correct. Red Sox right fielder Jackie Jensen was named the AL MVP in 1958 after hitting 35 home runs and leading the league with 122 RBI, but retired in his early 30s due to an intense fear of flying as MLB expanded westward. He tried to return in 1961, but retired again when his panic attacks at airports became unbearable. Which second baseman led the American League five times in double plays? Dustin Pedroia, Billy Goodman, Marty Barrett, or Bobby Doerr? Bobby Doerr. You are correct. He led the American League in double plays five times, tying a league record in putouts and fielding percentage four times and in assists three times. Which player holds the franchise record for career batting average? Wade Boggs, Ted Williams, Tris Speaker, or Nomar?
1: I'm guessing Williams.
0: You are correct. 344. Oh, Boggs is close. Ted Williams' 344 batting average is the highest of any MLB player whose career was played primarily in the live ball era and ranks tied for 7th all-time with Billy Hamilton. we got a couple more. Who did the Red Sox defeat to win the 1916 World Series? The Brooklyn Robins, Pittsburgh Pirates, New York Giants, or Chicago Cubs? I know this one.
1: The Dodgers. Yep. The Brooklyn, yeah.
0: Fun fact, that series, until 2018, held the record for the longest postseason game in Major League Baseball history. Oh, yes. In right. that series, Babe Ruth pitched an entire 14-inning game. 102 years later, the same two franchises met again yes. and surpassed their own record. Though, of course, no one pitches 14 innings anymore. All right. Who was the Red Sox' first manager? Jimmy Collins, Cy Young, Ed Barrow, or Bill Kerrigan?
1: Collins?
0: Yes. He was the winning manager in their first-ever World Series in 1903. Who was the first Red Sox pitcher with more than 300 strikeouts in season? Smoky Joe Wood, Pedro, Chris Sale, or Roger Clemens?
1: I'm guessing Wood, but I don't It's,
0: yeah. it's not. It's, I think it's Pedro. Yeah. 1999 Pedro. Awesome. Chris Sale, I don't think, has had a 300 strikeout season. Which Red Sox pitcher won the AL MVP award? Pedro, Cy Young, Clemens, or Jim Lonborg?
1: Clemens. 86, I right? think.
0: Yes. Ooh, this is one of my favorites. Which team refused to play against Boston in the 1904 World Series? The Giants. R- there we go. Which pitcher holds the franchise single season record for saves? John Papelbon, Derek Lowe, Craig Kimbrell, or Tom Gordon?
1: I'm, I'm going to guess Gordon.
0: You are correct. In 1998, Flash Gordon set the club's single-season record with 46 saves, including 43 in a row. Before he went to the Yankees, Yes, and then we beat him in 2004. Yeah. Who was the first Red Sox second baseman to win a Silver Slugger Award? Jody Reed, Marty Barrett, Mike Andrews, or Dustin Pedroia? Pedroia. You are correct. In two thousand eight, Dustin Bedroya hit three twenty six with seventeen home runs, fifty-four doubles, one hundred and eighteen runs scored, eighty-three RBI, and twenty stolen bases, earning the AL MVP, a gold glove and silver slugger award. You did pretty well. Okay. You did pretty well. Pretty well. Now, who are the only two players in Major League Baseball history to win multiple triple crowns? There's only two players who have won it twice.
1: Ted Williams?
0: Yes. Bonus points if you can say when he won them.
1: 42 and 47?
0: High five.
1: Um, and, oh, Garrick? No. Hornsby? In 1922 and
0: 1925. Okay, that's amazing. There are four players in Red Sox franchise history who have won either the Triple Crown for pitching or the Triple Crown for batting. You already know it's Ted Williams is one of them. I know uh, you know and, the other one. And, and yes. Yeah, because you saw him play. Okay. And then for pitching, there are two.
1: Okay, well, Pedro?
0: Yep. And? Clemens? No. We'll go way back.
1: Uh, way back would be either Wood or
0: Cy Young. Cy Young. In 1901, he had a 1.62 ERA, 33 wins, and 158 strikeouts. Amazing. I'd give you like a B-plus on the trivia.
1: Okay, thank you. <laughs> I'm, 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 I think it's, that's solid. They that's didn't.
0: A, I mean, they I didn't give. That. They didn't give you scores, so I feel like I can give you a, a B plus on the trivia.
1: You're you're as easy a grader as I am. I'm afraid.
0: <laughs> did you have fun? At least
1: I did. It was good. Okay. It was good. Thank you. Good test.
0: Does it make you want to watch baseball again? No. Okay.
1: It's got it's got to speed up. Got to have that pitch count time thing going on.
0: You know who you sound like? You sound like Rob Manfred.
1: You know, everybody can get something right. Speaking of batting averages, you can have a terrible batting average, but that doesn't mean you're striking out all the time. I mean, the point is you get it right once in a while. He, ha- I mean, the point is the game is too long, and the one way to change that is by speeding up the pitchers.
0: I just I just have to say, I, I don't remember where I saw this, but someone did a study talking about the length of a football game, a length of an NBA game, and the length of a baseball game. To, what it comes down to is, With all of the stops and the downs and in basketball, the timeouts, you know that a football game is about three hours anyway. I know that. And the last 30 seconds of a basketball game are actually like 15 minutes. Yeah, well. So it's just a matter of which one you actually choose to watch. But it's not like a football game is a strict hour. No, and a true. basketball game is an it hour is, and foot, and is, baseball is just five hours it is, long.
1: It is true. I mean, I, I, I think that's a fair point. There's something about, um, there's something about football that makes it, most people feel that it's a more watchable game. It has a watchable quality. <laughs> um, that baseball ends up just feeling too slow. And I, I, and I do, and I do think that if you do look at old games, pitchers dithered less. And batters had few of these crazy ticks. You know, they sort of would get get in the box and get ready, and the pitcher would, you know, um, shake off one sign. They didn't have all these crazy ticks. It wasn't like watching Nadal or Djokovic. I mean, players in all these sports now have these crazy kind of affectations, and it take, and it ends up adding crucial time to the game. And and there is something about some games. Feel like there's more action, and so I guess people put up with the other stuff, but baseball has less margin for error. But you know, what do I know? Well, that's just my, that's just my reaction.
0: I think that if fewer teams were trying to purposefully tank to get good draft picks and more teams were actually competitive, baseball wouldn't feel that way. Maybe. Because one of the biggest problems is that a lot of the times you have a matchup between a postseason-bound team and a bottom-of-the-barrel team, and the game still has to go but, nine innings no matter but what. But you know
1: what? That that may be true. But my guess is that if you take top-of-the-line games like, um, you know, let's say, uh, you know, watching Gibson or Koufax pitching a World Series in the 60s, and you compare that, you know, with a classic, like um, the Twins versus the Braves, that classic matchup. Jack Morris versus... Uh, what, know,
0: when the Twins won in 91? When the
1: Twins won, yeah. An incredible pitcher's duel.
0: Jack Morris and Alejandro Pena.
1: Yeah, I mean, an amazing game. But the point is, if you compared that game, in terms of the time of it, to... You know, say Game Seven, nineteen sixty-five, Koufax versus whomever for the Twins. You're still talking about a big difference in terms of the amount of time. Sandy gets the ball, he shakes off one sign, he gets in there, he throws. The batter's not messing around. It's just, you know, it's just the game had changed. I don't think that's a change for the positive. So again, that's an unscientific observation, but I think, but I think that I'm right about that. So I hate to say it, but I think Manfred's right on this one. Don't 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 throw out the suggestion just because it comes from him.
0: I'm I wouldn't throw it out just because it comes from him, but I do think that if it was somebody who actually seemed to enjoy the game of baseball even a little bit, it would seem less like a marketing ploy to plenty make money people, and more plenty, like an actual benefit to if, the game. If you
1: want to if you want people to fall in love with the game, then you got to focus on the game and I just feel like in a lot of things in life there is concentration and then there's the stuff that distracts you and to me the time thing is a it just feels like a distraction i mean again the other sport that i know best tennis the same thing used to be a guy got up he got up to the service line you know <laughs> he threw the ball up he hit it and again not not a million bounces of the ball not uh, all these crazy things with their clothes i mean it was just a it, people would just were more unaffected. I mean, I think these guys all and all these boards are way too uh self-absorbed in that kind of a way, and I don't and I don't think it's good for the game for any of these games.
0: Well, you know, considering you've been trying to get me into tennis, you're not doing a very good job selling it.
1: It's an it's an amazing game with great players, <laughs> but that aspect of it, I think all things being equal, it's unattractive. Why, why does Djokovic need to bounce the ball 15 times before he serves? I, I, I don't I don't get it.
0: Locked on tennis, everybody.
1: Exactly. There you go.
0: All right. Well, Dad, did you have a good time?
1: I always have a good time. Thanks for having me, sweetheart.
0: Thanks for being my guest. Guys, as always, thank you so much for tuning in. You can follow Locked on Red Sox on Twitter at LO underscore Red Sox. You can follow girl at the game at girl at the game you can follow me on twitter at gfstarr1 don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an episode thanks so much to my father for making me the psychotic baseball fan and podcast host that i am and as always wear a mask and go red Sox.